When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Eric Brotman, the host of Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. And this is Office Hours, where we answer questions that listeners just like you send in. We received a question from Jay who asked, should there be any difference in strategy for investments in a Roth IRA versus a pre-tax IRA? Uh, And Jay, your question is a great one and one that I think all financial professionals and investors wrestle with to some extent. Uh, And the the short answer is yes, generally there should be a difference in strategy, but it should be based not necessarily on the taxation of the account, though that plays a role. It should be based on the timing of the use of the account and the purpose of that account. So for example, with a pre-tax IRA, because money is growing tax-deferred, but then all withdrawals are going to be taxable, there tends to be a hesitancy to use the money for folks who are over 72 when required distributions begin. In fact, a lot of investors, a lot of our clients get very irritated by the fact that they have to take money out of their IRA and they have to pay taxes on it, despite the fact that it's their money and they work their entire lives to build it. So um, in that situation, we're seeing a lot of folks give um, give IRA money directly to charity. Um, we're seeing folks um, do some creative planning around that IRA to try and reduce some of their taxation. Um, and so as a result, um, I think that account tends to be used before the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is money that you can leave to your children or grandchildren in a way that will be tax-free for them. And so what we see is a lot of seniors are in lower tax brackets than their children, which of course all of us want our kids to be successful and ideally more successful than us. And success sometimes comes with income and income often comes with taxation. So leaving behind a Roth IRA is a, a very powerful gift in terms of um, generational wealth within the family. So a lot of times the Roth IRA is the last money people will use, and the IRA will be used in a strategic way to monitor and maintain those ordinary income taxes. Now, one thing I will suggest, uh, we're talking a lot about retirees, Jay, and I, of course, don't know how old you are, but um, that's a, a reasonable conversation when you're 70. When you're 30, it's a different conversation, and that is when growing these various accounts, should you treat them differently? And generally, because both IRAs and Roth IRAs have age restrictions on them, you can't touch them favorably in most cases uh, until you're 59 and a half years old. If you're in your 30s or 40s, that's where most of your investment risk typically ought to be. You want your investment risk to be in accounts that you're not planning to touch for the next 20 years or 30 years or more. And you want to be potentially a little bit less aggressive with assets that are in non-qualified accounts where you're going to have capital gains, where you're going to have um, where where you're going to have uh, 1099s every year and so forth. So um, I think it's important to understand the time horizon for various accounts in addition to the tax ramifications of those accounts. And it, it is a, um, it's a terrific question. I do think for young people, 
um, figuring out whether to Roth or not to Roth really is the question. And um, in most cases for young people, the Roth IRA makes a lot of sense. We're seeing a lot of IRA conversions to Roth IRAs now. There's a lot of strategy around that. Uh, And in 2020, when there were no uh, required distributions for anyone at any age, um, we saw a lot of folks who elected to take what would have been their distribution and convert it to the Roth such that they wound up with a, a larger pot of money that would be growing tax-free. So um, in terms of taxable gains within a portfolio, whether it's a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, if you're receiving a dividend or a capital gain in the account, they're deferred identically. So that doesn't matter. That matters between a strategy between an IRA and a non-IRA or a non-qualified account where sometimes you don't want a ton of income. You know, you're, you're not going to put tax-free, uh, tax-free municipal bonds in an IRA, of course, because you get no benefit from that. You'll want to hold that outside of the IRA. So uh, excellent question, Jay. Thank you so much. I, I hope this was helpful, and we'd love to talk to you more about it. Please consider sending us a question, which we might answer in a future episode of Office Hours. For more, go to DontRetireGraduate.com, post your question on our Facebook page, or tweet us at Brotman Planning. Don't Retire Graduate is now a book available in print, Kindle, and audio formats. For more information or to order your copy, go to BrotmanMedia.com books or search for Eric Brotman on Amazon.com. Thanks for coming to Office Hours. Be sure to tune in for new content every Thursday. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.